Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Uh, stoked about this episode today. Dare I say, the king of the Midwest is here. You are very familiar with him. If not, you're living under a rock. I know a lot of you listening are from the Midwest as well, so probably no stranger. Welcome to the Social Studies Podcast, Charlie Barron's. Oh, thank you. You know, the king, uh, you say something like that. And in the Midwest, we go, you know, I'm not really, uh, I wouldn't say the king. I'd say maybe the joker, you know, the joker card. It's wild. You know, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it it sneaks into the deck. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Totally. I meant to tell you this. I, I just did Charlie's podcast, by the way, you guys too, which go listen. Do you have your own line of beer? Am I right in saying that? So I did for a number of years. It actually just got uh, the the something happened with the brewery where it, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> the, the beer didn't save the brewery. Let's just put it that way. Um, I mean, I think it changed owners, and then for whatever reason, we're not still doing it. But yeah, we had for a number of years to keep her moving beer. Okay, so, so and then also, do you have? Is, is it your merch or something? Is sold in Quick Trip? The so I released an album called Unthawed uh, about a year and a two years ago, something like that. And that you can purchase at the Quick Trip. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, one of my best friends, we went to college together in the middle of Michigan, the middle of nowhere, Michigan. And then he moved to Madison. And when I did my Madison, Wisconsin show, he would not stop talking about you. And he was like, you got to get a beer like Charlie and get it in the quick trip. And I was like, shut the hell up. That's crazy. You're supposed to be complimenting me now, friend. You know, it's my show. Give me my moment. Yeah, I do cool. stuff like that. You know, you got to kind of diversify a little bit. Uh, the uh, You know, it, that's the way you do comedy these days. You get a few other uh, revenue streams going. I'm not saying those make a lot of money, but, you know, it's a nice thing. And it's fun. That's it always a fun. perk. It's really good content. It's on brand. I'm not out here selling shoes, you know? Right. Not, no one's no one's coming to me for shoe advice. But you're beer, selling states. Like, you're, like, convincing people to come on down to the good old Midwest, which I love. I know. And it's great that you're from here. And one day I'm going to convince you to move back, too. Oh, okay. man. I mean, it's not, like, I, I, I think my stuff hits. And then I get back to the Midwest and I'm like, oh, it's hitting, hitting. Like, yeah. the fans are going, like, crazy. Okay, so when was the shift for you? Like, when did you when did you stop like doing just like everyday stuff? And you're like, oh, this Midwest stuff is like really killing it. It was 2017. I was working like as a producer and a red carpet reporter and doing a bunch of stuff that um, I really didn't want to do, um, to be quite honest with you. And so I was like, I'm going to start doing stand up more uh, like regularly. And then also uh, at the same time, I started making videos shooting videos one a week I said I was going to do until some takes off well nothing took off for a long long time but what's a long long I, time 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know, six months maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. But, but I mean, I was doing videos like even before that since I was like early 20s. So, you know, and I got some jobs and this. So, I mean, I did okay. I did okay. But then I did this one video of Jack Dawson was from Wisconsin where I just messed with Jack's voice and made it my voice, super Wisconsin exaggerated accent. And then uh, that was the first thing to take off, but my face wasn't there. So it's not like I got the following from it. It's just like a, a video. Uh, but when I did the first Mandewalk Minute, it was June of 2017, and that took off. It got like half a million views in a night, which was a thousand times more than pretty much anything else I had done. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do another. And then I did another, and it grew, and I kept doing that for like three months. And after that, I was offered uh, like a headlining uh, show. And uh, that was terrifying because I had 12 minutes of content. Oh, shut up. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. That may just yeah. made me like my stomach flip. I know. Well, you, I mean, at the, you know how it is like when you're, uh, you know, when you're doing stand up in L.A. Well, wherever your scene is, it's you're getting your hot five. You got your five and then you're working on your 10. And then I was somewhere between 10 and like 15 and I was like, ooh, you know, but I figured it out. I just hit the clubs hard and and I got I got stuff. And uh, yeah. And so and then I, and the first show went great. Got a good review. And so I got booked a bunch of other places. It kind of went, went like that. OK, two questions for you. One, if this is if this is for, OK, you guys. When I met Charlie, we didn't actually like fully meet because I had to dip, but I went to a show randomly because I had a corporate and he had a show that night and I was still in town and it was in Grand Rapids, it was in the Midwest. All that to say, if he's coming to your city, fucking go because it's really great. But listen, oh, listen, you. listen. Can you tell me more about your little, the equivalent to a nip slip on the news when you said something and people were like... Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because we're recording this on 420, but in Milwaukee, uh, we sure a, are. a bubbler is a device used to drink water outside of really Wisconsin, but mostly Milwaukee. A bubbler is not a device used to drink water at all. A bubbler, as you know, you may know, is a device used to smoke the devil's lettuce, you know, and uh so uh, I was doing the news in, in Dallas and uh, I, I says that, you know, it's gonna be a hot one tomorrow. Everyone stay inside and make sure you find yourself a bubbler. And then boom, you know, I, I was like, hey, what the hell are you saying? You know, and uh, they, they actually thought I, I, I was, I, I forget who it was that was working that day, but he's like, what did you, what did you say? And I made it probably a bigger thing in my standup. Right. I did oh, eventually oh, oh. lose that job. I did eventually lose that job as anchor of that show because it wasn't just that. But I also had an accent um, and I was at this other news job. They told me I couldn't do voiceovers because my voice was too distracting, you know, because I had this <laughs> accent. And um, and it doesn't come out in every word, though. But there are certain words where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's distracting, I guess. So whatever. I, when, when Morgan and I first started dating, he said that the, the words, he would like repeat them because they were so Michigan. And he yeah. says the word that he heard it the most was challenging. 
And I'm like, oh, because you do, you extend the A on yeah, it. That's challenge. so challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's certain word opinion where you go hard O on it. Yeah. That's another yeah. one. Well, the other thing, yeah. like being here in the, and you obviously felt this when you were in LA, but like I'll talk and people are like, you're not from here. And I'm like, yeah. really? I never heard it before. <laughs> I never, I you're, never even realized it. No, it's like, uh, it's like a fish getting caught for the first time and realizing that water isn't just everywhere. You yeah. Know? I went to a wedding recently back in Michigan too. And like when I was surrounded by the accent again, I was like, Oh wow, we do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I do too. It doesn't, it doesn't get enough love. It's uh, a very historically it's viewed as an unsexy accent, but uh, I'm hoping to try and, you know, I'm hoping to change that. Nothing says, you know, sex appeal like this right here. You know, Honestly, right beauty's now. in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> and the beholder's obviously like in a deer blind somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, very, very good advice. Um, you also intrigue me too, because your show that I was at sold out huge theater and you had big names that were coming up after you too. Like I think Fortune Feimster played like the next day. Um, what was your transition from clubs to theaters? Well, it, it happened. Uh, I don't like, I, I could do theaters in Wisconsin, you Mm -hmm. know, pretty much right away. I could do theaters in Wisconsin just because it was very Wisconsin bit at the beginning. And then uh, I was doing clubs everywhere else. I, I, here's what happened. The Packers were 2019. The Packers, we decided to, here we uh, go. (laughs) Yeah, we decided to do a show in each city that the Packers were doing an away game because all these Midwest people travel and those were all selling out. And once those started selling out, I think my agent was like, well, screw it. Let's just try Arizona, you know. And oh, I forgot this. I was Googling myself. This is the first show I did out of the Midwest. I was Googling myself and it was Charlie Barron's and then the one of the first things that came up was Nashville. And I was like, why is that happening? And then I looked at my analytics thing and I realized that I, there's a huge fan base in Nashville. There's a, a lot of people in Nashville watching it, but it's just Midwesterners leave as historically they've done for a long, long time. I did it. You did it. And, um, and then they set up these Midwest consulates, you know, they're usually at a bar uh, but Packers bars or whatever. So we did that show that sold out. And then we did, um, I think added another show even. And then we did this Packers tour and then just started throwing other dates out there. And I think we did a thing in Naples or somewhere where we just sold out the, the did that. few sellout shows. And at that point it was theater uh, numbers. So we just tried doing a few theaters and, you know, and so that's what I do in a lot of places as theaters. I still do the clubs like I'm I'm doing uh, Hawaii, doing a club. Oh, there. shut okay. up. Have you ever done that one? Now, are you Blue doing the, the Royal something something? What it's Royal Oak? Uh, well, in in Michigan. Yeah, oh, no, no. In Hawaii. Isn't it called the Royal something or what's it? It's called the Blue Note, I think. Oh, the in, Blue Honolulu. Note. Honolulu, yeah. Oh, I, there could be another club there. I've, I've yeah. never played there, obviously. So, <laughs> when is that show coming up? Um, late May, May twenty seventh or something. Well, that's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, I I don't know how we're selling there, but uh, I hope it's good. You know? Yeah, that's I mean, like, that's what it's cool, too, is like when I was at your show, like living in Seattle, like I'm constantly missing the Midwest. Like they're I, I call their ranch dressing here trash ranch because it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's garbage. They don't understand. And when I was at your show being surrounded by all these people who just understand when you're like, hey, don't hit a white tailed deer. I'm like, I did multiple times and that everyone just gets it was great listen to me charlie listen to me i'm i all ears have you ever had jet's pizza oh yeah what is your what's your take so um i'm trying to think where i had it probably michigan did they have one in milwaukee at any point uh i'm gonna how far does it go Cause it's, I gotta, I, I gotta look that up right now. Cause I, I tell you what, um, yeah. Okay. I, I do think when I was living in Michigan, I, I know I had it there. Um, in Ip, Ipsilani, is there one there? Ipsy, yeah. Oh Man, yeah. How do you say that? Ipsy, Ipsilani. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And they got them here too. I had it, uh, recently in fact. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Why? Yeah, is, I don't, okay. What's the deal? Is well, this, I'll tell you what's the deal. I don't deal. know that. I don't know if there's a, a beef <laughs> going. Is there no, no. a beef between I'm, Jets pizza? Some other? I'm letting this, I'm letting this go for a minute because I, yeah. you're not allowed to know where I align because I need your full breakdown of what you think of it. And honestly, don't hold back. There's there is a wrong answer. <laughs> well, I got I got to be honest with you. When it comes to pizza, I'm not a pizza connoisseur. So I'm not, I know. No, you want to talk about brats? I can talk about brats. The difference between venison and you know uh, beef. You know, I I can go there. How to how a to walleye versus perch? We're good. Walleye versus perch? Yeah, I can tell you all about that. But pizza, I do have to admit, not my strongest suit. Wow, Charlie! I know. Did I just lose Midwest points on this? No, no, no I, I, gotta, I, I don't think it's I a Midwest hear your thing. opinion. Okay, so here's my okay. Here, uh, we'll let it go. I. I am obsessed with Jet's Pizza. I call it Michigan Ambrosia because oh. it is in this style. So that's called Detroit style pizza. We have a like it's specific to Detroit Metro Detroit. There's multiple places that make this type of pizza. The two best are Jets and Buddies. They're amazing. But what does it for the Jets is it's the sweet sauce and then this thick ass ranch dressing that you could keep your wallpaper on the walls for years with this stuff. It's just so thick and it's so good (laughs) and you can't get it anywhere else other than the Jets. But Jets is gotten bigger over the years and it's now in other states. And I'm telling people like my following, like they know I'm like, it's Jets pizza for me. When you get Jets in another state, it's not the same. It's, it's not like the getting same. a Guinness outside of Ireland. It's very that. It's very that. And it's not the same. 
How, now, you also asked, do I have a beef with Jets Pizza? Sure fucking do. I have thrown these guys so many bones online. Like, yeah. I, I have people all over the world telling me that they have driven hours to get Jets because I have hyped it up so much. And I'm like, put me in a commercial. Right. Well, do you not have connections there? Have you reached out? You know, I don't think do you need they a want brand it. guy? I don't think you, they, they want don't it. They don't want it? Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, we've like reached out. We've like done a few things like tried to make the connection and they're just like we're good and then they're like and then I was the Jets pizza guy who he drives a rocket ship he's yeah, Italian yeah. I, yeah I was him for Halloween back when I was a teacher and there was this picture of me like with my class as the Jets pizza guy and they just like retweeted it and like threw it out on all of their holiday on all of their Halloween promos and stuff and just like tagged me in it. I was like, come on. <laughs> like, let's do a Super Bowl commercial. What? I <laughs> <laughs> Do you have someone who like gets you like brand deals? Yeah, 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 yeah. They reached out. Yeah, yeah. They reached maybe out not, too. Maybe not aggressively enough. Yeah. I, I, I also understand you, that I'm going to. I'm an acquired taste. I do understand that. I'm not, I'm not over here saying everybody wants me to be the face of their whatever it is. However, when it comes to Jets Pizza, like I will sell this shit harder than anything. I, I love Jets Pizza so much that at my wedding, the only requirement, I don't care what happens. I don't care what happens. The midnight snack is Jets Pizza with an igloo cooler where the spigot's at the bottom of ranch dressing. Oh. That's it. And it's Jets wow. Ranch, by the way. And I know. And there's no other ranch that compares to this. And, you know, when you're done with the excess ranch, you can use it to fill holes in the drywall, apparently. Done. So, done. Yeah. That, <laughs> have you got to at least get that pizza sponsored for your, your way. They've used your picture as promotion. So I feel like you're going to get this promotion. You're just not talking to the right lady or fellow. So you're, you're telling me I got to fire my whole team is what I heard. Uh, did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> I think you did. Um, I got some more Midwest commercials for Charlie. Then we're going to get yes. into the emails. By the way, we do fan emails um, and I got Great. some good ones for you. Quick commercial break and we'll be right back. And we're back. You said, so, okay, when you were talking about holes in the drywall, Remind yeah. me of your show. Did you ice fish? Do you do you ice fish? Oh yeah, yeah. Guess what? People would never guess this about me. Big fishing guy. Wow. Okay. Good. Yeah. I want to hear about this. What uh, what species of fish are you? A multi species action kind of guy. I am a multi species action type of guy. My most fun okay. ice fishing trip was for um, lake trout, and we were just like pulling them up. Oh. It was I am so annoyed I didn't talk about ice fishing with you on my podcast. So I'm going to have to include this in the intro to come uh, listen to this because this is the real conversation that's happening right now. So you're just getting lake trout after lake trout. Where were you? Pulling them up. Higgins Lake. Higgins Lake, Michigan is like the place to go. There's um, tip out tip up town. It's Higgins sure. and Houghton Lake. And it's just, I like, I don't know. I don't know what happened on this day. Uh, my uncle has a house on the lake. We went, set up a few shanties, and then just 
augered a few holes around us. And it, yeah. I'm not kidding you. It was like every 15 minutes. How deep were you fishing and what were you using? We were deep as hell. I want to say we were probably. foot? Mm, yeah, 25, 25, 30 feet. And we were using minnows. Okay, minnows on what? A jig or? Some were on a jig and some were on. Um, well, yeah, well, some were on a couple were on a splitters because we did get a few oh. where we got two at once, which was nuts. Wow. I, that that was, I've only seen that with perch, but we did it. And I think we only did that because it was like all we had left at the time because we had so many lines out. But yeah. it was wild. What do you usually go for and where? Uh, Lake Winnebago, walleye. Okay. Um, perch. Uh, went on the Wolf River with uh, fishing uh host here local fishing host larry smith so i go out me my dad my brothers right uh-huh. we're on the wolf river uh-huh. and we're going for walleyes and we're not catching any walleyes uh but then all of a sudden my brother hooks into a sturgeon no stop and when it. you hook in a sturgeon and when uh, the story gets better when you hook into a sturgeon it can be a 45 minute fight to yeah. bring those guys up at, so he finally brings it up. We Mickey Mouse ears the hole, you know, where you do it for a bigger fish. You get three holes basically all next to each other to get it out. Yep. After he caught that, we must have been on a hole of sturgeon because everybody had a sturgeon. This on is the line a lie. One time. What? No, absolutely true. Here's where the uh, and I swear I had one on my pole, too. But eventually, after 30 minutes of fighting, I look over at my brother. And when I'm reeling it up, he lost it. He's, it's no, he's taking it down and oh. then he's reeling it up and I'm going down. <laughs> and I was like, Bill, Bill, he's like, what? And he's like in intense fish mode right now. He doesn't want to talk to me at all. And I'm like, <laughs> Bill, how's, how's that? How's that sturgeon fighting? He's like, stopped for a minute. I was like, now how's it fighting? He goes, God. Dang it. Oh, (laughs) man. We little rascals each other. Little rascaled each other where we both caught each other's hook. But we did have fish on. I think those fish just were smarter than us. And they're like, hey, let's do a figure eight below the ice. And they they hooked us into each other. So it's funny that you bring this up. We're going on a sturgeon charter in two months. Oh, wow. Or next. Yeah, two months. It's in we're going in June. How do you, well, in June, you're obviously not spearing them. They do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you fishing? How are you fishing for? So this is actually pretty crazy. I have a fan. Uh, her name is Kitty and she has a buddy named Rod and they run a YouTube channel called Fishing with Rod. And Kitty has a, her own like adventure outdoors channel too, which we're out here like living the mid, the Pacific Northwest dream, taking full advantage of all this stuff. Right. Turns out she's a teacher. And she's a fan of mine. And we and she came to one of my shows and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm we're, we're like so into this stuff. She's like, do you want to go on a charter with us? So we they're they're Canadian. They're from Vancouver Island. After my Vancouver show, they took Morgan and I out for uh, Chinook Salmon. We went Chinook Salmon. We went um, we went down for Spot Prawns, Dungeness Crab. We just caught a bunch of stuff. And they're like, do you want to do it again? And we're like, uh, yeah. So this time around, they're taking us on a sturgeon charter. And I don't know anything about sturgeon fishing. I know it's not spearing. Like, I don't, I'm like next to positive. It's not spearing. Yeah, I'm not 
as I, I've definitely done the spear. I'm not as much. I, I they're like prehistoric fish, you know. So like I, I kind of, but uh, their caviar is supposed to be really well. I've had their caviar. Apparently, some people. Yeah, it the, can get you into trouble. DNR guy over here got into trouble because he was out collecting caviar, and you know, I don't I think, think that had a little side biz going. I don't think my podcast has ever gotten so Midwest specific, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it because the biggest thing with my fans is they always say that they're listening and then their husbands get interested and they come over too. This is like oh, overwhelmingly good. women, by the way. So say hi. That's, hey, <laughs> ladies. How are you? Okay. That sounds so creepy. Hey, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. I think you, I think you sprinkled when we were on your podcast. Are you getting ready to shoot a special? And can we talk about this? Yeah, sure. I I just shot it. Uh, oh, you shot two, it two weekends ago. Yeah. Tell me, every, I'm getting ready to shoot yeah, mine. We can talk about. It. So I need to know all the. Did you sell it or are you self financing it? We I'm self financing it, and then we're gonna sell it. I did film before, and we tried to sell it, and it didn't work. I don't care. Whatever. If you don't want the D, I'm still gonna give it to you. And so I am self financing <laughs> it. We're gonna try to sell it. it. Doesn't sell. I'm I'm fine with putting it on YouTube. Me too. I mean, I've been building that YouTube following for a while. It's what a lot of comedians have done. Mark Norman uh, just did it. You know, the, the, and he now has another special with uh, Comedy Central, I think, because of it. Um, but it, it's great. I think that's the way to go. And also, you own all the content when you self-finance it. And so if you cut up your best 60, 70 minutes from it, uh, send to Netflix, and they say no, well, you're fine. You yeah, know, I mean, that's that's the cool autonomy that we have created for ourselves. And I can't recommend people do that enough of like, you know, whether you're an actor or whatever, actor, comedian, whatever it is, if you're in this uh, line of work, you can just you can really create your own destiny, which is very it feels so much better. Uh, and I say that as a guy who spent years working in the industry, getting fired from jobs, losing jobs, you know, um, and uh, when you are controlling your own destiny, it's it's so much more freeing. Yeah, I think. for sure. Is so is that is, so with that being said, is yours going out on your own channel? <laughs> Probably. I'm going to try and well, pitch it sounded it. like you were you sounded like you're like, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I'm going to try and pitch it. I just don't have much uh, faith in that happening, you know, yeah. in, in it getting picked up. Uh, I don't know why not. I think it's just this deep-seated uh, maybe lack of confidence, you know, when it comes to the industry, you know, oh. and um, them sort of accepting you or, or taking you seriously. Yeah. And that just comes from years of rejection. I'm just a wounded little ferret <laughs> that just needs love. You know, <laughs> uh, you picked so the best animal for that too. I I know my uncle had pet ferrets growing up. Zeke oh, and Zed. No stop. Zed got rabies and had to be taken out back, but Zeke was around. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's buried in the garden. Um, okay, great fertilizer. It it is honestly, and fish guts. By the way, for anyone looking to build up their garden. You know, you clean enough walleyes, perch, sheephead specifically. Oh, sheephead. You know, oh, take yeah, them out. They're, they, 
Feel sorry for them, sheephead. Okay, know? real quick, but, back uh, on fishing. Back yeah, on fishing. These, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know that the ladies are listening. They're like, Joe, why did you do this to us? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, sorry. Have you? I, this is like on my bucket list. Um, Asian carp, like Boeing. <laughs> like, oh. That looks wild. <laughs> A buddy of mine, uh, he actually works for uh, the, with the Stockbridge. Um, uh, you know what? Maybe it's a different uh, different friend. Someone offered to uh, let me uh, come out and do that because they run these charters. I have not done it yet. I would like to do it. And it seems like a little. So basically, you take a bow, you have a reel on your arrows, you shoot the uh, fish. And some people are like, oh, that's cruel. But those are an invasive species. So, you know, it's okay. You're doing good environmental work by getting uh-huh. rid of those. Mother suckers. nature loves you more actually when you do yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also good to bury those in your garden as well. Very You'll good. get some monster pumpkins. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> For sure. All right, we came to the the part of the show where we unpack emails from the fans. Are you ready for this? Oh, I am. I am. So, I, should I be the way you said that? I'm now concerned. So I'm now, so the fun yeah. part of this is that sometimes they might get a little teacher specific if it's a teacher okay. who wrote to us. And I love when I have a not teacher on the podcast and they're like, what is that? So that is that's your only warning. Other than that, okay. we're just going to read them and break them down. I love it. Let's Here we do go. it. This one's called a Zoom call to remember. Because I don't know if you remember, teaching during the pandemic was all on Zoom. Mm, I do. I recall. Hi, Joe. Love the podcast. Thanks for keeping it up. So two years ago, pandemic, Zoom teaching, you know how that goes. I taught middle school resource math. So does that mean anything to you, Charlie? Middle school resource math. Yeah. Uh, No. She's helping kids in middle school who are like not great at math. Okay, that would be me. Yeah, same, same. We're in her class. During a check and correct time, I had one student come to the call. She had just gotten a hamster and was telling me all about it while still sitting on her bed. Her cat entered. Oh, no. Her cat, (laughs) her cat entered her room and I asked how the cat liked the hamster and she said they were good friends. The cat jumped onto the bed and was getting very close to the hamster. Next thing you know, the girl says, oh no, there's blood, jumps up and leaves screaming and crying. I ended the call. Follow up determined that the hamster had died. On my Zoom call. Needless to say, that was the last time that I ever saw that student. One of the very few times that I was actually left speechless. (laughs) Oh, the trauma. The The trauma. The trauma there is real. The trauma, the the, the Zoom teaching thing, when the kids were in their natural environment, the shit that would happen, you can't. I should write a book. Actually, I'm going to write that down. It, the things yeah, that happen during Zoom teaching, unbelievable. I, I have to tell you, I am not surprised by this at all. You are basically in, uh, have a window into 30 lives right in front of you. And um, and those hamsters, they are fragile creatures. I remember <laughs> my sister brought one home because uh kindergarten teacher had a hamster or the first grade teacher. I don't know when my brother, someone brought it home. And I remember dropping the hamster accidentally 
and it it seemed fine, but I was like, ooh, that I heard some <laughs> hit, you know. Put the hamster back, hamster died. I still think I killed it. Oh, yeah. you did. I'll tell I you, think you did. A lot of trauma. Yeah, I've never admitted that to anyone, by the way. So that's, <laughs> oh, that is a social studies podcast exclusive right now. This is so. your safe space, Charlie. Thank you. Uh, Thank I you. had a friend who had a hamster, and she... Oh no, she put, it in one of the, oh no, I'm like reliving this for the first time in years. She put it in the hamster ball, the, you know, those clear balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she put it on the back patio because she's like, oh, it'll get some fresh air. And then no. it walked onto the grass. And once it was on the grass, it was stuck. It couldn't walk anymore. And he got cooked. Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Hamster souffle. A like Big this. magnifying glass. All, just a little green. It was probably a sauna. It was probably very uh, clarifying and, and cleansing for about two minutes. But there's too much fur on those suckers to uh, too much fur. You know, it yeah. was it. The condensation was alarming. We'll say that. Oh, I got another one before PETA comes after us and shuts down the yeah. podcast. Yes. Okay, Joe, buckle up. I taught fourth grade for six years. I actually loved it. Got an ominous email on the last day of school last year at 8 a.m. to meet the principal at the end of the day. rut She actually wrote Rut-Row. Points for that. Um, I was told that I was being moved to fifth grade. I promptly lost my shit and asked why, Joe, I swear that this was the reason given to me. The principal said, the person we are looking to hire for the open fifth grade science position isn't certified to teach fifth grade science. His solution was to give her my position in fourth grade and move me to fill the opening. Mind you, I was begging him to let me stay because my mom was fighting cancer the whole school year and my fourth grade team is made of true angels who helped me through that roller coaster. The real kicker here is that the principal was leaving his position after the school year had ended. So in reality, this should never have even been a decision that should have been made. I raised hell, went to our union rep, went to the superintendent, and the principal refused to budge on a somber note I did lose my mom in August and I have to say that your podcast is truly given me many laughs to get through the leave of absence that I took to figure out what the fuck to do when I return to my classroom in October oh you know comedy is cathartic man it, it and it, that is nice that they they say that too um that makes you feel like hey I'm I'm on the right track with this you know Big time. And there's multiple layers here, too. That being one of them. It's just like, it's so, this is like, so. this is so teachy. This is teaching McTeacherson over here. Because <laughs> first of all, they don't give a fuck about you at all. Like, you're certified to teach it. You're getting moved. As she's saying, I love my job. Why move me? They don't care. You're moving. Second, you go to the union and they do nothing. I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm sure not. That's how the unions are. It's like, I mean, oh, I'm going to get canceled. It, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's not a, they can only do so much. We'll say that. Mm. They can only do so much. Very and when it, political of you. Very political. I saw, I saw a, a very <laughs> big shift there worthy of cable news, you know, <laughs> like I am walking in the dangerous, you know, they can only do so much. They can. Yeah. <laughs> 
they can only do so much. And um, I'll say that it sucks that there are bigger fish for them to fry, that it's unfortunate that this got put to the wayside, but it did. And we're going to move on before my career <laughs> is, is done forever. But that one didn't surprise me at all. Okay, I'm going to let you pick this next one. This will be our last one. Um, okay. Here are the options that you have, okay? Cereal squatter or... Cray, uh, cereal, cereal squatter or teacher injury? Uh, ooh. ooh. All right. Cereal squatter. Great I, choice, because that's yeah. what I wanted, too. Yeah. Squatters blow my mind. Yeah, and cereals involved? I'm excited. <laughs> enough <laughs> out of you. Enough out of you. Here we go. Okay. Wait for it, Joe. Have you seen the show Worst Roommates Ever on Netflix yet? Oh, have you, by the way, Charlie? Uh, no, no. It's uh, it's worse. It's, so you think that the roommates are just going to be like, bad roommates who leave their hair in the sink. Nope, they'll kill you. Um, <laughs> episodes four and five are about a serial squalor, if you, squatter, if you haven't seen it yet. They describe him at a by terrorizing anybody, but they can't get him out. That's what I have right now, a serial squatter. I have this student, SS Johnny. I teach third grade. This student is not in our boundaries. He should be removed and hasn't gotten a letter yet about the possible removal. Here's our list of offenses. One, lied and s wait, first of all, are you following this? I, I'm having a so it's a kid who should not be in the school district or at the school. Okay, the I wanted to make sure we're on the same page because I read this verbatim and that's what I'm gathering too. I think yeah, the parents that's... just like sent this kid and he's like squatting in the classroom. Here are his offenses: lied and said that a student broke a glass bottle on his arm and that there was glass stuck in his arm. Physical fight in the bathroom. Cusses at everyone. His most recent was get in line, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! I love that. <laughs> Held a girl's arm behind her back while cussing at her and refusing to let her go. Told my class that our sub was from Russia and going to kill all of them. <laughs> it's a comedian. <laughs> oh, shit. Had whistled at me and my said that my clothes are inappropriate. Make sexual noises and comment. Ask girls to lick his popsicle. Made fun of a special oh, needs boy. siblings at an award ceremony. Oh, it's getting worse it, and worse. It is seriously craziness daily. How the fuck is this kid allowed to stay here? That uh, is a great question. <laughs> I'm sure it's a troubled youth of some sort. Oh, yeah. It's a sad but, situation, obviously. I don't know how you deal with that. How do you deal with that? You really you well, get this them is out the fun part. What? I would love to hear how you would deal with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> OK, then, I, news anchor. 
throw it yeah, on. I know. Now I'm going to be like, you know, uh, it's a tough one any way you cut it, you know. Uh, well, I, if I were to be real, I think you probably uh, take the kid and put him into some sort of uh, therapy of some sort, okay. uh, you know, and uh, hope to make it someone else's problem, I guess. That's uh, not far off, actually. <laughs> not far off. Pretty he, much what happens. Clearly, the kid needs some resources. But the issue here is that this family is squatting. So if this kid gets the resources from the school, those resources are being taken away from other kids who are zoned to this district that also actually need it. So this is a little bit of an equity issue because it's like, how do you support this child who clearly this isn't his fault that he's squatting in the classroom. This is a parent situation, but mm -hmm. also get him in the right place that he needs to go. That's This is, well, uh, this really is a tough nut to crack, Charlie. I mean, <laughs> this is, this think, is a uh, tough one when you break it down. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there's something that Anderson Cooper says. And, oh, he goes, We'll just have to leave it there. You know, like he, yeah. he has a debate on his show. He goes, well, we're going to have to leave it there. That, that's how the news deals with, you know, clearly a problem. No news. You don't do solutions. But, you know, that's sort of my. Uh, well, uh, it'll be an interesting one to see what the school district does. We're going to have to leave it there. Good night, folks. Yeah. Find yourself a bubbler. <laughs> I mean, that is what you have to do with this, too, because it's like. Like. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fully stumped because I'm only stumped because I've worked in the system. So I know that no one's going to help you. Yeah. So well, that's, that's the disheartening thing right there. You know, it is. It is. Well, we'll see. Um, hey, anyway, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. What yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on and chit chat. I can't wait to uh, get together. This uh, We're going to go fishing. Video. I'd be, let me know when you're going. Done, done, done. You keep me posted next time you're out here. I'll keep you posted next time out there. We'll make it happen. I love it. What do you That'd got coming fantastic. up and where can the people find you? Oh, got some shows uh, coming up. Uh, when's this going out? This will be out. So my studio that I'm in is closing. So I'm stockpiling a bunch. So this will probably be out next month. Okay, cool. Uh, shows in uh, New York and, uh, well, you can just go to charliebarons.com, click on the tour dates if you want, and that's where the shows will be listed. Hawaii's coming up if anyone's vacationing out there. Uh, and then uh, otherwise, just Charlie Barons on the social media platforms. You'll see some videos and podcast is the Cripes cast and whatever, you know? Love yeah. it. It'll Love be it. fun. And make sure you guys tune into the Cripes cast because uh, your boy, me, is on it. So, And it was a heck of a conversation. And I'm all, still kicking myself we didn't talk about fishing. Me but, too. And we'll yeah, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Good.